In Torah, if you see things that appear to be so similar, yet are subtly different, there's a good reason for it. We'll see that in how the Alter Rebbe teaches us the laws of Brochus, whether it's in his Shulchan Aruch, which aligns with language that is similar to the Rambam's, or whether it is in his Seder Brichas Hanenin, which is part of the Siddur. In fact, there is a difference between instructions in the Siddur and instructions as they are in Shulchan Aruch, and that will play out in exactly this set of halachas. In honor from Seder Brichas Hanenin, the beginning of the order of which Brochus you say over foods or experience that a person has personal pleasure from. Shai Dal-Tareb, Dal-Tareb tells us, The Torah mandates that we have to say a bracha after we have eaten a meal. As the Pesach says, That you eat and satisfy yourself, then you have to bless Hashem. Very specific language, as we'll see. Because this language, which the Alter Rebbe also quotes in the Alter Rebbe Shulchanoruch, is, is would seem to be a paraphrase of what the Rambam says at the beginning of the laws of Brochus, except you will see certain nuances, different expressions that the Alter Rebbe uses versus what the Rambam uses. As well as differences between how the Alter Rebbe addresses these halachas in his Shulchan Aruch versus in Brichas Hanenen. Let's have a look at what those differences are. Number one, Aleph. In Rambam, Unseid Brichas Hanenen, both the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe, when he's in speaking and said, "Say your brachas and then says, "Siloshen mitzvahs ase is a positive mitzvah levorech achar achilas mozen cholei to bless Hashem after we have eaten." Let's compare that to the Shulchan Aruch because there's one nuance difference in Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe Moisef mitzvahs ase levorech es Hashem. When the Alter Rebbe talks about this in Shulchan Aruch, he says specifically not just that there's a mitzvah to to, to bless, but he says to bless Hashem. Not quite sure who else we would think that we are blessing. Other distinction base. The Rambam is matic from Pasuk, Oich dem Vort Uverachta Sashem Eloi Kecha. When the Rambam quotes the Pasuk, which is the basis from our parish of this week of benching, he says you should bless Hashem, your God. When the Alter Rebbe speaks about these halachas in the Shulchan Aruch, he doesn't say that word Elekecha, but he does put an etc., which alludes to the fact that that word is relevant to the conversation. Whereas in the in the list of Brochus, there the Alter Rebbe does not even quote the whole Pasuk, nor does he put an etc. Why those differences? Now, the what makes that specific distinction, whether or not there's an etc. even more acute, is in the Hemshech when the Alter Rebbe continues the conversation, whether it be in his Shulchan Aruch or in the order of Brochus, the Alter Rebbe says the following, Any person that derives benefit from things of this world without first saying a Brocha, it is it is as if the person has transgressed the prohibition against benefiting from something that belongs to Hashem. Shenemar, because everything belongs to Hashem, as the Pasuk tells us, Hashem ha'aretz umeloya. Whatever fills the entire earth, as well as the earth itself, belongs to Hashem. And by them, then, is Rashin and Afakirtan Oifen. Now you're going to see that Dalt Rebbe again distinguishes between the language that he uses in the Shulchan Aruch or the Seder Brichas Hanenen, but it's reversed now. In Shulchan Aruch is in Noch Diferet from Pasuk, Nit Moisif Vagoymer. This time in the Shulchan Aruch, when Dalt Rebbe quotes this Pasuk, he does not put an etc. With a Verachta Hashem, he did put an etc. 
Whereas in Seder Brich Sanenin, where he, for the Pasuk of Erechtus Hashem, he did not put an etc. Now for the Pasuk of Hashem, or Loya, he does put an etc. Why the distinction? Now you might think that we're nitpicking. Because these are such subtle differences and really don't seem to have any major impact on what we're learning. But when you remember how precise both the Rambam and the Alter Rebbe always were with their language, particularly with regards to halacha, then you realize we've got to pay attention to these nuances. Or did especially in our case, where the Alter Rebbe is using language that is different to his original source, the Rambam. And especially when you consider that Dalt Rebbe uses different language in his Shulchan Aruch versus in his There's no question about it that Dalt Rebbe did these things intentionally, which prompts us to work out why. What does he want us to learn with these nuances? So let's look at the first distinction that we drew between how the Rambam says that there is the mitzvah to bless and how the Alter Rebbe said that there's a mitzvah to bless Hashem. Let's explain it as follows. The Rambam said the mitzvah is to bless. He didn't qualify that it's to bless Hashem. Why didn't the Rambam qualify? Because look at the heading of that section. The Rambam already made this clear. While in the Kiseris von Brachas, the Rambam, in the introductory headline to the, set, the, the, the section of Brachas, the Rambam told us that it is mitzvah sase achas. There's one mitzvah in the section. And that is to bless Hashem's great and holy name after we have eaten. So the Rambam's already told us who we are blessing. He does not have to repeat it when he quotes the Pasuk. He does not have to repeat himself. Especially when you consider this is the first halacha in the section. So it is immediately after the heading which said that the mitzvah is to bless Hashem. It is obvious that we're blessing Hashem. You don't have that level of clarity in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe doesn't have this introductory line to each section of the halachas. So therefore, he hasn't made the statement that this is a mitzvah to bless Hashem. Therefore, that the mitzvah is to bless Hashem. Okay, that makes sense. We see the distinction. But let's ask ourselves the question. Who else were you going to bless? Why do both the Rambam in his introduction and the Alter Rebbe in the actual Aloha itself have to tell us that we're blessing Hashem? That is in the Pasuk. A Pasuk they're quoting, which is, You've got to bless Hashem. So what, what else would you think? The Pasuk says, Bless Hashem. Why do you have to clarify for me that that means bless Hashem? And if there is a reason to specify that you're blessing Hashem, why was it no longer important for the Alter Rebbe to qualify it when he gives us the list of Berichas Hanenin? So it seems inconsistent. In the Shulchan Aruch, the Alter Rebbe feels he needs to tell us that we have to bless Hashem. In Seyed Berichas Hanenin, it seems that the Alter Rebbe feels he doesn't have to tell us that it's to bless Hashem. Why that distinction? So to understand that, what we first got to understand is what is the different nature of these two 
compilations, the Shulchan Aruch on the one hand, and the Seder Berichas Hanenin on the other. On the one hand, we have the style and intention of the Rambam's Mishnah Torah and the Shulchan Aruch, which have similar intentions, the same intention. And the order of brachas that you say over food and other pleasurable experiences, which is a different intention. The Rambam and Shulchan Aruch, the purpose of Mishnah Torah and the Shulchan Aruch, they are both compendia, of different halachas that are brought on a whole range of subjects. The chilek is nor, Rambam is mekabas haterish kula. The only difference between the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch is that the Rambam addresses all areas of halacha. Including halachas which we cannot currently fulfill, like the halachas of Tumah and Tara, Beis Amikdash, Karbonois, even the halachas of Mashiach. On the Shulchan Aruch, and Halt Blois, the halachas vechazainin negea bismanazeh, where Shulchan Aruch only speaks about mitzvahs that are current. But the Tzadashavah is what the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch both have in common is it's a compendium of a range of different halachas. Whereas, whereas the order of brachas for food and other things is something that the Altarebbe included in his Siddur. The purpose of the Siddur and whatever halachas might be included in the Siddur. That's not a compendium of halachas. That is a list of direct instructions of things that you will be doing on a regular basis. Those are the things that appear in the Siddur. Things you're going to do daily. Wash your hands in the morning. Put on sitters. Out of the entire range of halachas, these are the ones that the Alter Rebbe chose to include in the Siddur. Therefore, those halachas that apply to, to food or to other kinds of brachas that we have to say, they were written They were not written in, this, in, the, in the, uh, the spirit of knowing broad halacha. Nor in a signal for foil. They were written in the in, in the in, in the in the spirit of instruction. So stand here, bow there, say these brachas. Now, once we know that distinction, that Shachanorach is telling us halacha, and the Siddur is telling us what you need to do right now. So because they have different intentions, the language that Alter Rebbe uses in the Shulchan Aruch will be fundamentally different to the language that he uses in anything in the Siddur, including, including Birch Sanenen, because the intention is different, so you obviously illustrate your intention with different language. In Seder Birch Sanenen, when it's the order of brachas that you're supposed to say, which is things that are immediate instructions, you're about to eat this food, say this brocha. So is the dear kaloshen beikutz bavorin as di halocha zol klor arayz bring vidan hoga gleich al asar darf zayin. The language is going to be focused on being sure that you know exactly what you need to do right now in this situation. So is aber nita zayinegad the dear kaloshen bavorin vos mevet arayz dringen funden ba ander hanhoga legabe an ander halocha. The language will not be designed to help you know how to respond in a different case, in a different halacha. 
Now that's going to be really different in the Shulchan Aruch, where the intention is to bring together a whole range of different halachas. Therefore, it's the dear Kaloshan, the way the language of Shulchan Aruch will always work is, in Anoifen vos bavon mezol nit areiz dengen defun keininin vos is nit eiz gehalt me Shulchan Aruch. Vos is all nit sein. The language of Shulchan Aruch has to always be clear and concerned with let this language not mislead you in any other area of halacha, even if it's on a different topic in a different section of Shulchan Aruch. So, the Lashon of Bricha Sanenin, you're about to eat an apple. Say, Borei Bricha eats. The Lashon of Shulchan Aruch, let's teach you about how brachas work and elements of halacha that are relevant to brachas or to other things that may dissect or, or cross over these subjects. We'll talk about them too. That will help us to understand. Now we get why the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch says it's not just levarech a mitzvah to bless, but specifically es Hashem to bless Hashem. On and he doesn't feel the need to tell us that detail in Seder Berachas Why? Because generally speaking, we know as the word if you have the word S in a pasuk in Torah, which by the way is this principle will not apply to the word S in, in Mishnah, Gemorrah, etc. In fact, it may even work in reverse. But in the Torah, if the word S is in a pasuk, it comes to include other things that are not stated explicitly in the pasuk. Great example. The Gemara derives from the Pasuk that says, Es Hashem you should fear. The Rabbis tell me that it means that you have to be in awe of Torah scholars as well, not only of Hashem directly. The S includes other things that were not explicitly stated. Same thing in our Pasuk. The fact that the Torah says, after you've eaten and satisfied yourself, you should bless S Hashem, that extra word S comes to teach us what? Is the word S Ariboy, Vestaten Rishonim. So Rishonim quote that this word S is there to teach us an additional aloha, which is, that the person who has eaten should also bless the Balabais who hosted him. Which is why the practical halacha is, if you're a guest at somebody's table, you should be the one to lead the benching so that you could extend a brocha in the benching to the Balabais. That is something derived from the word S. So therefore the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, which looks at a broader picture of halacha, not only the immediate halacha that we're discussing right now, therefore he has to address that the mitzvah we're talking about here is the positive mitzvah the Torah mandates to bless Hashem. Here the Alter Rebbe wants to ensure that we don't mistakenly believe that there is a Torah mandated requirement to bless the Balabais. Even though it is something that we will derive out of the word S, so the Alter Rebbe needs us to know because the style of Shulchan Aruch is to make sure you know all the halachic ramifications of this particular Law, so know that the halachic ramifications do not include a Torah based responsibility to bless the Balabais. Whereas in the section where he just tells us which brochas we're supposed to say over food versus, or other things that we have pleasure from, where the intention is just to tell you the instruction of what you need to be doing right now in this situation. You don't need the extra words to tell you bless. Hashem, 
Because the Pasuk says, you should bless Hashem. And we're not going to use Seder Brichas Hanenin as the launch pad to analyze the word S. Besides the fact that it is fairly logical to know that if you're thanking and blessing for food, you're thanking and blessing Hashem for your food. Which also explains why the Altarebbe immediately quotes the Pasuk, because that will give us the context, just in case we didn't get it, that the mitzvah is to bless Hashem. Void lois, if we can take it a step further. In say the brichsanenen, ved nit gebrachtem din hoirech me vorek deshe vorek le balabayas. The halacha that calls on a guest to bless, to bench, so he could bless the balabayas, does not appear anywhere in say the brichsanenen. Over mele, dafinit bavornen in say the brichsanenen dem tosanal. So therefore, this compilation, this particular book, is not the place where you have to be concerned that somebody will misunderstand which brocha we're referring to. Because there's only one bracha mentioned in this compilation, and that's to bless Hashem. As a mitzvah, you don't have to now explain to me that the Torah doesn't require me to bless my host. Whereas both the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch do address that halacha elsewhere in their compendium. Therefore, they have to explain that here when we say, it's specifically Hashem and not anybody else. Now we'll look at another distinction <coughs> based on the language difference because of the different intentions of the Seyed Berch Sanenim versus the Shulchan Aruch. So we'll also explain in them whether or not or how we talk about the reasons behind mitzvahs. The Chiddush from the Malton Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, Legabei Dem Shulchan Aruch from Beis Yosef, as we well know, the great innovation of the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch compared to the original Shulchan Aruch is what says Zokt Milse Betaima, is that the Alter Rebbe proposes a halacha and then gives the reason for it. Halacha is betamein. Mashenk in the halachas and Siddur, Zanin Bloys, Piske Hanogas Menegel Amaisa Bepoil. Whereas in the Siddur, which includes Seder Brichas Hanenen, there's no explanation of the reasons or motivations behind the mitzvahs. We're just told, <coughs> this is the mitzvah, this is how you do it. Yes, there are some places where the Al-Turba will insert a very brief reason behind a mitzvah in the Siddur. There's still a great distinction between the Shukhan and the Siddur, namely, the reason that the Al-Turba included reasons for the Halochis in the Shukhan is that we shouldn't have a situation of what the Gemara criticizes, the person who can destroy the world by misunderstanding halacha. What the al wants is that we should know the reason behind mitzvah so that we understand those halachas properly and therefore do not cause mayhem by rendering the wrong halachic decision. So in Shulchan Aruch, he's going to give us that backstory, even if it's really brief. Whereas in the Siddur, which includes the list of brachas, which as we've discussed is all about just giving practical instructions, if there are any reasons included, they are If there's a reason given, it's not so that we understand thoroughly the backstory of this mitzvah, it's so we know better how to perform the instruction we're being given. Maybe it will make it more pleasurable, accessible, enthusiastic for us. 
as you actually see. Go look through the Siddur and you'll see that there's certain examples where what we're told about it will just heighten our enthusiasm to do the mitzvah. It's not to give us that kind of insight and explanation so that we don't misunderstand or misconstrue halacha. With that information, we can now also see another important distinction between how the Altareba words things in Shukhanaruch versus the Siddur or Seder Brechazanenen. In Shukhanaruch, the goal of Shukhanaruch we said was what? With Altareba brings the time Aloch Sibn and Yediyah Kenal. With Altareba not only tells us the Halacha, but he also wants to tell us the understanding of why this Halacha is relevant so we have a better knowledge and appreciation of what the mitzvah is. Part of the method that the Al-Tarebbe uses to explain the meaning behind a mitzvah will often include quoting a pasuk that describes that particular halacha. That's exactly what's happening in our case. The Al-Tarebbe wants to tell us that there's a pasuk, which is the reason we bench after we eat. What's the pasuk? Why is he quoting the pasuk? So we have a better understanding of what this mitzvah is and why we do it. Because the Alter Rebbe's intention is to give us a better understanding of why we do this mitzvah of benching after we eat, he includes the etc. once he quotes the pasuk. While in because if I am learning about the mitzvah to bench as the Torah formulates it, what's relevant is it's not enough for me to know that I have an obligation to bless Hashem. Actually, you have to know the rest of the Pasuk. What's the rest of the Pasuk? Not just Hashem Eloi Kecha, even beyond that too. The Dalte Rebbe bring Tarot B'Shul Chanoi, as the Alter Rebbe will tell us later on in his Shulchan Aruch. What would he tell us? As from the Verta Al Ha'oret Satoiva, part of the Pasuk includes that we have to bless Hashem not only for the food, but also for the beautiful land that he gave us. And that's going to have a Lachic import. Because from that, lent men up as minatera dafrich samozen kedel zayna brocha ala oretz valamikdosh yushaloyim. That tells us that the Torah mandates that part of how we bless Hashem after a meal must include a blessing for Eretz Yisrael and specifically for Yushalayim. The Al-Tarebbe is hinting already in advance to that principle by giving us an etc. saying there's going to be more in this Pasuk that's going to be relevant to Halacha because it's the Shulchan Aruch where I want you to know everything that you need in order to understand fully the mitzvah and all the details associated with it. Mashenkin in Rambam. Now the Rambam doesn't have the same approach. The Rambam doesn't go into that detail that you've also got to include a brocha of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, state nor overachtes Hashem lekecha on hisafas vegomer. Sorry, the Rambam's not going to use the word etc. because he doesn't need to draw our attention at this point to that halacha. While in der halacha the mitzvah levorach achar achilas mozen is negia blois. Because at that point, the Rambam's focus is that there's a brocha to bless Hashem, thank Him for the food. The part of the Pasuk that's relevant to that is only end of quote. But when the Altareb is writing in his Siddur, or in our context, in Siddur, if the Altareb was going to include a reason behind a mitzvah, it would only to be so that we would have a clear idea of how we're supposed to do the mitzvah. We don't need these psukim. And yet, in this case, we do see that Altareb quotes the Pasuk. Why? 
together because this pasuk will define the parameters which being the reason behind the mitzvah will actually clarify how we do the mitzvah it will help us do the mitzvah with much more enthusiasm and appreciation. How so? The ged of a time for is, as we well know, what's the reason that we bench? You eat and you satiate yourself and then you bless Hashem. Because the person is feeling satisfied, for that you've got to thank Hashem. Ah, so now I understand, not only should I go through the words by rote, but I should appreciate the fact that Hashem has given me what I need to satiate myself. Therefore, my benching will be enthusiastic. And that also turns into an introduction into how we're supposed to view all the brochas associated with personal pleasure. That if a person would partake of this world, anything that this world has to offer, without acknowledging Hashem, it would be like a form of me'ila, taking advantage of something that belongs to holiness, to Hashem. Because we're describing a scenario where we're about to take pleasure from something that is God's. We have to say a bracha first. Which is similar to benching. Because I've been satisfied from the world, I have to bench. Likewise, similarly, if I'm going to benefit at any degree from the world, I have to first say a bracha. And that's why the Alter Rebbe does not put an etc. when he quotes that Pasuk. Because the rest of the Pasuk is actually not, not relevant. Certainly not the part about blessing for Eretz Yisrael, because that's not part of our conversation. Even the word Elokecha is not relevant to knowing that I've got to bless Hashem. What's the key part that's relevant? The Savata, the fact that I was satisfied. That tells me the context. Don't enjoy this world without acknowledging Hashem. Actually, that word not only is it not essential to knowing how the bracha works, actually the word relates to another teaching which is against what the Alter Rebbe wants to clarify is the purpose of benching. Why do you bench? Because you had so much benefit from this world. Why do you say a bracha? Because you're going to benefit from this world. What does Elekecha teach us? That sometimes you have to bless Hashem even when it's not so enjoyable. Shteten Tesefta, as von Elekecha, m'leshoin dayon necha, so Tesefta teaches us that the word Elekecha, which is related to the word Elekim, right? Elekim lo isakalel, Elekim nitzabadaskel. We know that Elekim is a name that is associated with judgment or judges. Says that that we have an obligation to bless Hashem even for misfortune, as we do for good fortune. There's the word. However, they wish to judge us, whether it be in a way that is positive or whether it be in a way which is misfortune, we have to bless Hashem. It's the exact opposite of benching or saying a brach over food, which is all about having pleasure and enjoyment from the world. And the word elekecha alludes to the fact that we have to bless Hashem even when life is painful.
Und der Vergleich zu Mevorachalateve ist nur in dem Likubelinu Besimcha. And the fact that we say you, bench, you, you bless Hashem for the negative, like the positive, is just to teach us the principle that we should accept joyously whatever Hashem sends our way. But the Alter Rebbe in Birchus Hanenin only wants us to know the practical, say a brocha. And then he adds it, Vesavato, why you should be enthusiastic about the brocha, or why should you, you should appreciate that you have to say a brocha before you eat, because it's pleasure to you. Eloikecha is going to take us on the opposite track, doesn't belong in this compilation. Now that we know this major distinction between the Alter Rebbe Shukhnarach and its style and intention versus Birchus Hanenin and the Siddur, we'll also see the last part of what goes on next in, in, in the, the conversation and how it's different than the Shulchan Aruch and the Birchus Hanenin. What's next? As we noted before, in both cases, the Alter Rebbe quotes the Hashem Aruch Zemloya as the proof that you're not allowed to enjoy anything from this world without acknowledging Hashem first, yet in Birchus Hanenin, he put in etc. and not in the Shulchan Aruch. Why? Even though we previously mentioned that the Shulchan Aruch is really where you have to be conscious of if I say something here, might you misunderstand another halacha elsewhere and we're not so worried about that in Birchus Hanenin. But in this particular case, about not enjoying the world without first acknowledging Hashem, actually we're more concerned that you'll get it wrong in Birch Sanenin than in the Shulchan Aruch. Why? As we've already noted, the purpose of Seder Birch Sanenin is that you, should, uh, that, that you should know how to do things. So it is possible to discuss something which is self-evident. We'll discuss something self-evident to be sure that you follow the instructions in the way that you should. In other words, that your practical application will be correct. Interesting. The Shulchan Aruch will sometimes be succinct and avoid saying something which is self-evident because it's self-evident. But in Birch Sanenin, we want to make sure you know exactly how to do what you're supposed to do. And that might even include mentioning something which is apparently self-evident. And therefore, that's why in Birch Sanenin, the Alter Rebbe says not only but he adds and etc. Why? Because that helps to make it much more clear for us as that any person who has any degree of benefit from things of this world, it is akin to having something that belongs to Hashem. Because everything belongs to Hashem. That means it's beyond just the things that are on the list of brochas. Anything that a person may participate in or enjoy in this world belongs to Hashem. The principle that every single thing on the, world, on the planet, every single thing that exists belongs to Hashem is not clear in the first words, Hashem It's spelled out in the continuation of the Pasuk, which basically means all of existence. You could interpret which land? The land of Israel. That's Hashem's land. It's a holy land. That's a place where you've got to be super conscious of acknowledging Hashem. 
The rest of the Pasuk explains it out. That all of earth and the entire universe and beyond is Hashem's. Including its inhabitants. Therefore, when you have that additional information of the Pasuk, that not only the Holy Land of Israel belongs to Hashem and has to be treated in a holy way, but everything on earth and beyond belongs to Hashem and has to be treated in a holy way, that helps clarify for us it helps to clarify that even if this food I'm about to have isn't mine, it's somebody else's, maybe even that other person's non-Jewish. If I take this product and I use it without acknowledging Hashem, it is like Mila. You'd say, but what do you mean? It's a, it's a non-Jewish person's food. How can you consider it as if I'm trespassing on Hashem's personal property? Everything is Hashem's. On the farm was that has a direct instruction, which is the purpose of Brichas Hanenin. Direct instruction is you always say a brocha over anything that you participate in as mandated in these halachas, regardless of whether the item belonged originally to you or to somebody else, even a non Jewish person.